yin. Yin become yang, yang become yin. Yin become yang, yang become yin. Always in every day. That's the that's that uh, cross wiring for the brain at the corpus callosum. No matter who you are, you are constantly dealing with different stressors. The Chinese medicine philosophy tells us that health is the ability to adapt to challenge, and dis-ease is literally the inability to adapt. So if our stress threshold is low, we do have a tendency to start going into an, a hyper or inappropriate reaction at times to just the tiniest little things, where we're in a bit of what we call a sympathetic overload. We get stuck in that pattern of reaction. So we go to bed stressed, right? We wake up stressed. Today we're going to be talking about stress. This is a big one. This is a foundational piece that we as body talk instructors and as practitioners are educating people about day in and day out and about the role that stress plays in disease. We're going to talk about one of the techniques that we use called switching. And this technique is very specific in how it helps to reframe the way we deal with stress. Hello and welcome to the Body Talk Your Brain podcast. We're here delving into all things body talk, exploring the science, philosophy, and application of the body talk system through the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of body talk instructors and practitioners across the globe. My name is Elza Vieta. I've been involved in integrative health energy medicine, body talk, and consciousness-based medicine for over 20 years. I'm a certified body talk instructor, as well as practitioner, and have a long-standing background in focusing on health equity and community health. I'm so excited to be presenting this Body Talk Your Brain podcast. Be sure to visit bodytalkyourbrain.com to tap into this 12-part series, digging into the Body Talk Access program. Today I'm going to be talking with Tracy Clark and we're going to dig into the concept of stress and one of the amazing techniques that we work with in the access routine called switching. So welcome Tracy, thank you so much for being here today on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to digging in with you, um, learning more about your professional background and your many years uh, working and studying within the body talk system and talking about one of the major components to health challenges, particularly from a Western standpoint, centered around stress. So Tracy, talk with our listeners about your professional background and what ultimately led you to the study and pursuit of a career in body talk. 
Sure. Well, you know, I started out in my journey in Body Talk in 2007. Um, I did not come into Body Talk from a healthcare background at all. And I think like many of my clients and many of my students, we found our way on this journey, usually through our own self-need and self-healing. And uh, it launched me on a, a complete change of direction and career. It's been an incredibly rewarding one. And uh, I think my the beginning of my journey in Body Talk was one that inspired me to learn more and more and more about health and healing and the body's incredibly incredible ability to heal. So it set me on a journey of study. I became a manual osteopath. I also completed a doctorate and PhD in integrative medicine. Um, but although I have a multidisciplinary practice, Body Talk is the tool I use for everything that I do. And I'm honored to continue to teach this system all over the world and to see how it's changed so many of the lives of my clients and my students and their clients. So, so you, yeah, you actually so learned, Sorry, go ahead. you learned body talk before you went into your more clinical studies in osteopathy. Um, talk a little bit about your experience in having something like a consciousness-based system, the knowledge, the dynamic systems theory, the understanding of, um, you know, all of the different concepts that we work with in body talk, and then going into other types of training. What was that like for you professionally? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it was such an interesting process. I think at, at times um, it was a bit of a, a challenge to be able to work within more of a Cartesian model of learning when I went back into school, um, having come from a model that truly is a completely holistic model of working with health and looking at the whole body aspect of healing, meaning the mind, our spiritual consciousness aspects, uh, environment, the emotion, and how that impacts the physical. So. It really was a challenge for me when I went back to school to work in an osteopathic field. I loved osteopathy and I loved the anatomy and the physiology that I took from that training. But it really brought me full circle back into this model of healthcare because I realized that the physical lesions, the physical challenges that I would work on every day as an osteopath was a representation of so much more. And working merely on the physical level oftentimes did not remedy the um situation because there were so many other factors contributing to that. And throughout my ongoing education, I was reminded again and again and again of what a gift we have really in the body talk system and the encompassing of what we call the downward causation model, understanding there's a hierarchy toward healing. And that's one that really needs to understand that our perceptions, right? How we perceive ourselves, how we perceive our world, the beliefs that we form about the world, the expectations we have, the thoughts that come from that. The emotion that stems from conflict there um, is a huge part of what we see in our physical health and wellness. And from my perspective and, and the years of training that I've had, I truly honor that model because it does encompass the origin of so many challenges for people in their health. I think this really speaks to the depth and dimensions that we can consistently keep learning through our professional development, through our clinical skills. I know personally for myself, I studied body talk before studying rolfing, classical Chinese medicine, um, studying herbs, you know, different, like you said, multidisciplinary approaches and having that foundation of consciousness-based medicine was such a important thing for me being able to understand how it really works, how things are really really actually unfolding within the body and then having that clinical experience of being able to learn in real time. I always tell um, new students as well as, um, you know, continuing education students that body talk is such a great way to truly learn and consistently be unfolding our understanding of this beautiful human consciousness and form and awareness that, you know, manifests uniquely just like each one of our fingerprints within each of us. And, you know, what a, beautiful testament that your journey is to um, also exciting people who, you know, are looking for more information and looking to really study the, the field of the human consciousness and the body is like how body talk is such a great pathway to really developing a powerful breadth of knowledge, depth, and understanding of, of this ever-evolving human form we exist in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that one of the beauties of this work is that it is so incredibly empowering, you know, to the client, obviously for having a greater understanding of why the struggles are appearing in their life in the way that they are, but also helping them to understand the mastery that they have <laughs> over that. When we look at the whole dynamic of, 
um, our, our beliefs and our perceptions and, and how they manifest into our life. And I love to hear that in from my clients, from my students who start to, as you said, understand at a much greater level what health really means. And, um, you know, it's a wonderful tool, I think, to work in the other uh, remedies and approaches that come from these incredible philosophies like traditional Chinese medicine um, and to help a client to support them on their pathway of healing. But ultimately, it is a brilliant protocol to help us to figure out where to go and what to do in each moment of that process of healing. Yeah, and body talk itself, the whole system is a standalone complete system of healthcare, uh, but it also seamlessly integrates into any type of other modality that a practitioner might be providing as part of their professional approach to clinical healthcare, or it fits for people who are receiving services and, and you know, getting body talk sessions and maybe working with a team of other types of providers as well. It helps to kind of weave everything together. So we're going to actually talk about how the body talk access system, which is kind of the entry-level course that we offer. This course was developed to be able to literally bring access of healthcare to individuals, to families, to communities, and to help, you know, essentially provide these really powerful resources and tools that we provide in the body talk system to lay people and to people who just want to enter into this, into this field. So how would you describe the body talk access course? Oh, well, the course itself is a, a really fun day of exploration of, of health and healing and some, you know, newer, maybe perhaps quantum approaches to health and healing. Um, the system itself, I think, is brilliant. It's a wonderful tool to have in our daily toolkit of self-care because it is, you know, really, I think, rides on that wonderful statement that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And it, as you said, allows students who take the course to have some incredible tools they can use in their own health every single day, but also for their families. I think for, you know, when we look at the last year and a half of what we've gone through and the isolation that we've had and the inability at times to um, perhaps access, <laughs> pun intended, mm -hmm. <laughs> external healthcare, it's been so nice to have these tools that help us to navigate, especially things like the stress of these experiences in our life. So um, the course itself, I think, is a lot of fun um, because it, I think it opens our mind to what the body is capable of from the standpoint of self-healing and also the simple tools that we can use every day to positively impact that health and really prevent um, the challenges that we may face if we don't have these great tools in our toolkit. So in your experience, I know you've taught all kinds of different of the more advanced and the foundation trainings in the body talk system, the body talk access being this foundation entry point that is really, you know, it's that one day course. It's a, you know, it's about six to eight hours of, of time. Uh, anyone, you know, I've taught everywhere from young children to elders, to people in jails, to PhDs, to athletes. I mean, it's like a breadth of types of people that could come and, and really reap the benefits of this course. What is your experience teaching specifically the body talk access system and what rewards or growth has that experience for you brought to your, your wisdom and understanding? Well, I have to say the reward is always the aha moment <laughs> when you get to see people just look at something differently and have a real shift of, of perception of what's possible. So, you, you know, you see that so beautifully in an access class when people are approaching the system for the first time and really easy to use uh, techniques. But, but underneath that is a brilliant philosophy that I think helps us. There's a real introduction to the influence of the mind on our health and the influence of the environment on our health and, and the daily capacity of the body to heal. And so I love, I think the most rewarding thing is just seeing people observe shifts and changes in real time as they're learning and the difference between the beginning of the day and how they feel and at the end of the day. And that's just absolutely incredible. It's so fun to watch a jaws drop when they start to incorporate these techniques, just practicing on each other and seeing the changes that happen. I always like taking a picture at the beginning of the day and the end of the day because people literally, you know, they look different after spending a day of just um, learning these new concepts and, and putting them to work with each other. And I, and I think, as you said, because this is such a broad application, it's so fun to see a range of populations from very young kids to um, elderly people to athletes 
athletes, as you said, or people who work in a variety of healthcare modalities and their, their approach to it and their use of it. And I think it helps us to remember that there's really no uh, situation that this is not supportive in. <laughs> so I find that incredibly rewarding and so fun to see over the, the following uh, days and weeks to see the emails come in from people who've noticed wonderful changes in their life and in the life of their families when they've started to practice these techniques on their family. It's just an incredible thing to see something so simple have the capacity to make so much change for people. What's so great about this curriculum is there's philosophy, there's application, there's hands-on, and you know, essentially we're reminding people of the different tools and mechanisms within their bodies. So whether, you know, people might not be healthcare providers or like young children, you know, we all have a body, we all have a stress response. We all need to drink water. We all have an immune system. And so when we can help people have a way to learn how that, those systems work and how to optimize those systems, and then essentially have a tool that helps us stay in touch with all of the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of our health, it's really, to me, a revolution in, in education and a reclaiming of what we already maybe should know by having, you know, existing inside of this human, human vehicle. Um, so the access course covers five basic techniques that are put together as a routine that can be done in 10 minutes. On a day-to-day -day basis, this uh, routine brings about overall health and well-being, improved dynamics in in, you know, relationships and in being in our body and being in, in our lives. And it also supports us to have a tool that, like I said, helps us check in and stay in touch with what's going on inside of us and then tune up to what's really good for us. What are the things we need to be eating and how should we be moving? And, and you know, what is unique to what we need for our full picture of health? And what we've been exploring here on the Body Talk Your Brain podcast is looking at the perspective of some of the techniques and the philosophy that we cover in this program from instructors like Tracy all over the world. So definitely check it out. Bodytalkyourbrain.com. This is a 12 part podcast series, digging into all the different ideas that go into this amazing course. So today we're going to be talking about stress. This is a big one. This is a foundational piece that we as body talk instructors and as practitioners are educating people about day in and day out and about the role that stress for plays in, in disease. So we're going to talk about one of the techniques that we use in the access routine called switching. And this technique is very specific in how it helps to reframe the way we deal with stress. Tracy, how would you describe the switching technique? Well, I think, as you said, it's probably one of the most important techniques that we use in the body talk system, either it's in the access program or if it's in priority in a body talk session, um, because the technique is addressing the effects of our response to stress. So we're really looking at our tendency either to react to stress or respond to stress, how effectively we do that. And um, one of the reasons I think this is such an important technique is that we know that 90% of dis-ease in the body is caused by or made worse by stress. And and so any way that we can support our nervous system to better respond to the challenges that happen to us on a daily basis, as opposed to always reacting, um, then the greatest impact we probably have on health and healing lies here. <laughs> and, and I think uh, no, no matter who you are, you are constantly dealing with different stressors. Um, the Chinese medicine philosophy tells us that health is the ability to adapt to challenge and dis-ease is literally the inability to adapt. So to me, the stressing or the uh, switching technique rather is one that really helps us to get into a stage to be more adaptable, less reactive to things that perhaps don't require such an extreme reaction and have such a, an impact on our physiology. And so if you could expand a little bit more on, on some of the philosophies that are centered around what this technique addresses and, and what ways it helps to actually recalibrate that stress response system. Absolutely. So if we think about the fact that each and every one of us has a very unique stress threshold, meaning that our 
nervous system has has an indicator of how much stress it can respond to without having to go into more of what we call a hyperdrive or a sympathetic fight flight response. And so that should be an organic threshold as we have certain days where we have more stress that arrives on our plate. Uh, that threshold should be adaptable should allow us to respond to a little more on certain daily basis and other times we might not have as much we need to deal with but if our stress threshold is set quite low and our stress load exceeds that that it causes a fight flight response in the nervous system and the nervous system the sympathetic nervous system does not discern between something that is life-threatening and something that was just perhaps unexpected and will launch the same reaction even if it's just a bill that you didn't expect to arrive today, it's not a tiger chasing you down. The a nervous system rather will go into a similar response regardless. And so if our stress threshold is low, we do have a tendency to start going into an, a hyper or inappropriate reaction at times to just the tiniest little things. And what happens for a lot of people, this is a, a bit of a uh, common pattern we're seeing um, definitely over the last decade I've seen a lot of it but absolutely the last year and a half where we're in a bit of what we call a sympathetic overload we get stuck in that pattern of reaction so we go to bed stressed right we wake up stressed and if you think of our nervous system as a, like a gas pedal and a brake pedal the fight flight or the sympathetic action is the gas pedal and we can't have the foot on the gas and on the brake at the same time. The rest digest repair aspect of our nervous system, which should be taking care of those very um, processes, uh, is typically active when we're asleep. But if somebody still has their foot on the gas, it's very difficult to make that transition between the active state of the nervous system and the repair state of the nervous system. So if it goes on long enough, the body has trouble repairing. We see it affect every single process in the body. And we see that stress start to become embodied in physical symptoms as well. So the switching technique is a brilliant one to help to, to normalize that stress threshold so that it is a little more adaptive, that it does not get stuck in a state in which we're constantly over exceeding that threshold and one that helps to regulate an appropriate stress response. So with repeat application, when that appropriate stress response comes in, what kind of impacts can that have on the body-mind system? What kind of things start to improve from your experience? Oh my goodness, so much. <laughs> uh, where do I even begin? I would say uh, one of the most important systems that benefits from a healthy response in the nervous system is the immune system. Because if we are in an elevated or inappropriate fight flight, we will see things like constant virus, we'll see um, chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia, we can see things like a, a weakened immune response or chronic inflammation in the system. Uh, it definitely affects our digestive system. So when we can start to regulate stress, we'll start to see digestion improve, metabolism improve, um, aches, pains, tension in the body, oftentimes caused from nervous system tension that's embodied in the physical. So those types of things start to shift. Even more importantly, though, I think we see an ease in our well-being, our relationships improve, because when we're in that fight-flight mode that we call a switched mode, we do tend to have our walls up. And so it affects our relationships. It affects our level of just being present in the moment and being present to life. You know, a lot of times when we're stuck in that switched mode, we're going through the motions without really being engaged, really being present. And so I think this is one that shows incredible change for people, especially if this has been an ongoing problem and they start to utilize the tools of access on a daily basis. It's one that I think really shows a shift in their level of engagement in their life and the body's capacity to repair. Um, sleep is also a big one. You know, a lot of times when we start to incorporate this on a daily basis, the feedback is that sleep improves rapidly and consistently. Yeah, I, um, you know, in my studies in understanding the mind-body relationship, I got really fascinated in looking at the correlation of the different symptoms and disease states that result from simply being stuck in fight or flight and that mechanism being, you know, out of balance. So, you know, there's 
digestive disorders, tension in the neck and shoulders, uh, heart palpitation, shallow breathing, uh, immune system that not working effectively, uh, infertility, um, you know, blood sugar handling issues. Like these are all things that people might end up in the doctor's office trying to figure out, I don't know what's wrong with me. Why am I having these problems and these issues? And how revolutionary is it that we have a tool that will help to defragment that stress response mechanism, the maladaptive pattern in the nervous system and really blanket all of those different conditions or diseases or, you know, what then start to pack in and become chronic disease states. Um, You know, we really can shift this and change this and how revolutionary is it that, you know, we can start educating people about how to do this for themselves and how to essentially empower themselves to have a better baseline of health. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that, uh, oh, the gifts are vast with this one, because as you said, there's not a system in the body, there's not a function in the body that's not affected by an inappropriate or chronic um, fight flight response. And as I said, it, it's, it in itself has been a bit of an epidemic for a period of time, I think. And even the, you know, the stress levels that we've all gone through in the last year and a half have elevated that. Um, but as you said, I think that one of, one of the challenges for a lot of people when we do have these new tools is using them and remembering that, you know, if we use those every day, it takes very little time before we start to see the change. And uh, I, I find it absolutely amazing when I hear from my clients and especially access students as well, they'll say, oh, wow, you know, I still have those stressors, but they don't push my buttons. I don't feel stressed by them. And that to me is the greatest testament or testimony for health and healing because it has such an impact on, you know, any one of the symptoms you could list will have some kind of component that's affected by our capacity to respond to stress. And um, it's, it's amazing, really, when you look at the impact of that and the simple, healthy impact of using access every day, along with, as you said, simple things like water or time out to just you know, a simple little meditation exercise where we give ourselves 10 minutes every day. And uh, simple things like that have such an incredible impact on stress where it it changes the um, mindset of being at the mercy of our stresses or being the master of our response. Oh, that's such a powerful statement, being at the mercy of our stresses or having a proper response. Listeners, we're going to take a quick musical break with the sound of Meandering Descent by Ichiban. This is a great time to de-stress and decompress with some deep breathing or movement. Or, if you haven't yet balanced your brain today, visit BodyTalkYourBrain.com to gain access to the free 90-second Brain Balancing Body Talk Cortices Tutorial. BodyTalkYourBrain.com Want to learn more about Dr. Tracy's work? You can visit her website at quantumphysician.com. We'll be back in a few with Dr. Tracy, so stay tuned. a little bit, Tracy, about the 
idea of what's going on socially and culturally, particularly, you know, we've had such a shift and change over the last, like you said, year and a half. And, you know, many people feel that that change is, we're still undergoing that. So there's still quite a bit of that adaption that is going to be required from us. Can you expand a little bit more on your perspective of the evolutionary impact of kind of these stress states and prolonged stress responses that we face in our culture? And and how do you think that this time in history or even looking to the past times in history of great upheaval or change have impacted our body mind and our ability to evolve and deal with stress? Well, I think it's interesting. I think it's a double-sided coin at the moment because obviously the you know the the challenges that we've worked we've been addressing globally has caused isolation for all of us, which in itself causes a lot of mental stress. We're social animals, and it's very difficult, I think, at times to come back to self. But at the same time, I think the silver lining of that is that it does for, it does force us to look at uh, the things that we do for ourselves in our life. It does force us to look at the impact of, of healthy choices like diet and self-care and and uh supplementation and a wonderful I, I think so many of my clients and so many of my students have been grateful to have the tools of access that they could use every day you know even when they couldn't get out right now we're really finding a new state of a, a adaption and and learning how to exist in this world a little differently but i think that you know when you talk about long-term stress there's a bit of a habit pattern of it for sure um, where we get habitually stressed and we do tend to continue to react in the stress state as long as we're there, even if there isn't that same level of stress. Um, this last year obviously has caused a lot of people to be stuck in that stress. So I think now more than ever, there's such a place to have self-care tools um, that continue to support not only our immunity, but more so our ability to adapt to these challenges because the more that we can adapt to the challenge that's on our plate and find a way to work with what is um, the greater our health is and so any of these tools rather it be body talk access rather it be podcasts that allow us to look at things differently including this situation you know I think there's so many gifts in that I think that uh, if we look at this this time to be quiet in oneself <laughs> that's was kind of uh, been on or been part of our reality for the last little while hopefully it's helped people to look a little differently at where they want to look for health remedies or where they want to look for um, new ways of, of dealing with these challenging situations and I think that access plays a beautiful role in that yeah, it's almost like, you know, if there's a challenge, then what's the solution? So this is such a powerful solution and affording an opportunity for people to make different choices and to evolve their knowledge and their their understanding and, you know, where we, um, you know, where do we go from here and, and how do we really evolve with what's happening around us um, in a way like you spoke of about in a way of adapting and, and evolving at the same time. Um, so we've talked a bit about the stress response as it relates to the biology of the body. We know that, you know, when we're in that fight or flight uh, state that uh, our digestion stops, our muscles get tight, our, um, you know, we talked about our immune system can be impacted by this, uh, our breath gets shallow. Um, so these are kind of very physical things that happen in prolonged states of stress. Let's talk a little bit more about um, the psyche and the psychological impact of stress. Uh, more and more, there's such a deeper understanding and, you know, with something like body talk, you know, we've been really evolving our understanding of the mind body connection and the role of, like you said, beliefs and attitudes and, you know, our experiences and how those actually play out and write the stories of our physical biology. Um, what ways do you think that this uh, technique or switching and the, the way that it works with the stress response of the, the body um, relates to to healing trauma and you know what really happens when we go through trauma physically from an accident or injury mentally emotionally um, how does that start to affect the malfunctioning of our stress response 
Well, I think there's many layers there. As you said, there's physical, there's mental, and there's emotional. When we go through a trauma, when we go through a shock state, um, there are protective reflexes that get activated in the nervous system. And that does have a tendency to keep us in a bit of an overly reactive state. So there are some um, important autonomic reflexes in our brain that are in place to keep us alive. Sometimes they don't get deactivated after the trauma and that in itself can cause an even heightened state of some of the challenges that we've already talked about in in just chronic everyday stress um, and you know they can include things like an elevation as we mentioned of those physical tensions and dis-ease in the body but from a mental emotional standpoint rather you're dealing with a uh, you know, trauma or even just a, a, a long period of high level stress, what it does tend to create is a, a retreat. Um, so because we're driven by survival, uh, we do have a tendency when we feel like there's a, a, a war zone out there <laughs> from the state of our nervous system is to start to armor ourselves. So that armor can be physical in the form of physical tension in the body. It can also be um, a retreat emotionally, a retreat mentally from the world. Um, it, it has a direct influence on our relationships because we do tend to become protectively dominant or dominantly protective rather. So we will withdraw from life and withdraw from relationships when those elevate those levels of stress are very, very high. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot in Body Talk is that the influence of observation and how our perceptions of ourselves and our perceptions of the world impact the world that we create, right? What potential do we manifest by our own expectations of the world? And that's a beautiful <laughs> topic for another day. However, I think when we're talking about the, this type of mindset, we realize that the, this level of stress limits what we see as possible in the world. We tend to look at the world from a protective place and from an expectation of conflict. And the more that we look out at the world through filters of expectation of conflict or fear, the more of that we actually attract. Um, that's how we perceive our world, even if that's not the you know, the reality, we do perceive it through this heightened protective state. And therefore, it seems like a very conflict driven, dangerous world out there. So the longer we're in that state, the more of that we see. When we start to incorporate daily tools like access, and we're working with the switching technique, we start to come out of that state, we start to come into a more balanced state of response, which means we look at the world differently. And the world that we see appears to change because we're not looking at it with an expectation of battle or an expectation of conflict or an expectation of um, abuse, we're looking at it from a very different perspective. And so I think that's really where it starts. It starts inside. And with something like a prolonged chronic stress or trauma, that's so important because, you know, we'll continue to create a world of challenge as long as we expect that world. I really think your explanation sheds a lot of light as to why we see that one of the side effects of having the switching mechanism back in, in, in balance, the stress response and using this technique regularly is that, you know, if people are having poor response to any kind of treatment, whether, you know, they're going to the chiropractor or they're going to the acupuncturist, or even they're trying to do some nutrition, nutritional stuff. A lot of times it's because of those conflicts that you're speaking of and just getting that system in order is, you know, this is why it's the second um, next to the cortices technique technique in access is because that's such an important factor in how are we going to grow and take in new information and you know any kind of treatment is you know hopefully looking at defacilitating dysfunction and maladaption and refacilitating higher order and if we're not in a place uh, psychologically or even neurologically to learn because we're still in that conflict mode it makes it difficult for us to heal and grow and I think you know another thing that starts to happen and I think something that we've been really facing uh, mental health and different issues with mental health but also with our Western culture of excess, whether that be food, sex, money, power, drugs, all of these things that we do to try to reconnect, to try to feel again, you know, once we have entered into that retreated state that you so beautifully described, can you talk about your ideas around how this 
stress response system actually relates to addictive behaviors or, or self-medication, trying to kind of escape out of that retreat that you spoke of? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think that there's a couple of things at play here. Uh, one of the things that happens when we do go into what we call the switched mode, where the the brain starts to sort of shut off certain mechanisms of communication and we go into um, more of a, what we call a limbic brain response, which is a more instinctive survival driven response. Then one of the symptoms that we often see is self-destructive behavior. And the reason being is that a lot of times we are working from a reactive standpoint and we don't have the conscious space to consider an action. So we, be, we become a little more knee jerk in the things that we do. And that can be as simple as, you know, just living a really healthy lifestyle, eating a healthy diet. Then we have a period of high stress. We become switched. And all of a sudden, you know, we've eaten an entire bag of potato chips before we've been think about it, right? That's what we would mean by sometimes self-destructive choices that we do without being consciously really engaged in it until after the fact. And what, what's driving it, again, is a lot of these instinctive responses. So those instinctive responses can be about just trying to, as you said, feel, fill a gap. There's a bit of a desperation that comes with that type of a mindset. And so sometimes it is reaching for that thing that remedies the, the internal state of conflict. And uh, that, that definitely is a symptom that appears over time with people who get stuck in this sympathetic overload because we're trying to remedy it. We're trying to you know, come out of that state of agitation and we often reach for the thing that either numbs us, right? Maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's a, a drug or something that stimulates us in a different way and maybe that's food, right? So a lot of times uh, we will reach outward for something to, to change the internal state of conflict, um, but, but we're not operating from a cognitive place. So in other words, we do it before we even really think about it. And that becomes a, a very difficult habit to break as long as we're in that mindset, because we don't have the uh, feedback within the brain that considers the action before we do it, if that makes sense. Yes. Uh, such an enlightening piece. And as I'm listening to you talk about this, I, I'm, I'm just wondering from your clinical or professional standpoint, what your opinion is about, you know, when people have dual diagnosis of mental, uh, mental illness and substance abuse or trauma history, which from my experience in working in, in jails and halfway houses, this is about 99% of everyone who's dealing with that kind of a system. And if we look at it to expand into chronic disease, and the mind-body relationship, this is, you know, most people are dealing with some degree of what could be diagnosed and considered to be these lifelong battles that, you know, you're going to have to stay on this drug, or you're going to have to live with this lack of satisfaction, or you're just going to have to accept this. What's your opinion, knowing all of this, knowing how the brain works on the prognosis, if somebody has severe trauma or these dual diagnoses and, and how you've seen people actually shift or change that? Well, I think that's, you know, it's a challenging one because there's never one cause to any one pattern. But I, I think that when we look at a lot of um, addictive patterns, it, it's not about the behavior. It's about something that has, A, caused enough trauma that the, the nervous system has gone into a protective state chronically and cannot repair itself well. So as a result, as I said, you can't have the foot on, on the gas and the brake at the same time. So a lot of times tra traumatic experiences, especially when we're really young, have the impact, as I mentioned, of activating reflexes that put us into this constant um, protective state. And so I think that, yes, it is a mental challenge. <laughs> when you look at the downward causation model that we teach often in Body Talk, the, you know, the second highest level of influence we can have is on the mind because ultimately the the the, the thoughts of the mind the belief systems the expectations are, are becoming the physical so oftentimes we do have a dual diagnosis pattern because we do have a trauma at the level of the mind that has impacted and shown up in its own way in the physical as well and drives behaviors as a result so you know the beauty i think in working from that type of a model is we look not just at the physical representation of it but really what's the root cause you know, where in that model of 
hierarchy? Can we have that greatest effect in health and healing? And oftentimes it is at the level of the mind. It's at the level of perception. And that's where trauma has the greatest impact on us. You know, it may have some physical ramifications, but ultimately it is a mental um, challenge that is called caused a difficulty in adaptation for sure. And so I think that anything we can do to support balance in the mind um, and helping to understand in a different way the experiences that we've had in our life have a huge impact on the physical representations of those traumas. And as people go through treatment, having something like body talk access, I always think about from a rolfing standpoint, I tell my clients, like, make sure you're integrating and connecting to this new pattern and you're feeling the eccentric expansion of your body, but I can't go around following them around and like poke them in that rib and say, open up here or, and change is difficult. Change, rewriting new nervous system patterns is really what healing is about. And to be able to have a tool like access where an individual can take this home and they can be checking in every single day. And as they come back to maybe their body talk practitioner, they have their adjustment sessions or they're doing their therapy or whatever it may, or whatever they may be doing as things are changing and shifting and breaking apart and rebuilding access is kind of like the glue that builds resilience. So patients tend to get better results quicker and evolve and learn how to be more healthy and how to be more themselves when they have a way of consistently hitting that reset button and building resilience in their entire system. It's so true. And you brought up a really great point. I know as a rolfer, I'm sure you, you experienced this, but you mentioned earlier that one of the things that happens when we're switched is that we have a poor response to sessions or treatments or things like that, where the, you know, the healing touch of a massage therapist may actually make the pattern worse if that client's nervous system is in a reactive state or a chiropractic adjustment may actually aggravate the problem if they are guarding and resisting to it. And I know as an osteopath, so much of my work uh, was really about helping the body to come out of that guarded state so they can actually better receive and not resist the support that my practice would offer. And so I think that that is an incredible part of the using access on a daily basis is the, the difference in the benefit that we get from other treatments. Rather, it's a medication that person needs to be on, rather it's a physical therapy, acupressure, <laughs> whatever it may be, whatever they're receiving in their life, they do have a much greater capacity to receive benefit. And I would say when I talk about receiving, it goes beyond treatment, right? Receiving of compliment, receiving of support, receiving of love, receiving of so many of the things that life has to offer. When we're in that, that balanced state, we are in a state of receiving, and that's a very different reality as a result. Yeah. And I think even when we are in that receptive state, it naturally engenders the, the giving and the active state as well. And then we can more easily participate in life and share our gifts and, and, you know, bring our existence out into the world in a way that we feel satisfied. And we have that, um, you know, ability to connect and, and grow and evolve. So truly uh, mind body medicine, you know, Tracy, such a fascinating deep dive into the switching technique and looking at stress, looking at mind body medicine, just to wrap up here, tell our listeners a story, maybe two stories, anything that comes to mind about the body talk access routine, how you've worked with it for yourself personally, maybe a story from one of your your students and in a way that this has impacted your life oh my gosh there are so many <laughs> um I would have to say oh if I had to choose one story I would think in my own personal story I'll start with that one because obviously it is personal to me um but I noticed when I started on this journey I came from chronic illness I came from um uh, autoimmune issues. And I really struggled. I was a self-employed um, uh, professional dancer and I was really struggling with my own health issues. And I started on this journey of learning body talk and incorporating body talk access. And I remember about mm, four or five months later after starting to use this, it dawned on me that I hadn't missed a single day of work in that period of time, which for me was amazing because of the challenges I had in my health. Usually every three weeks or so I was off work. And as a self-employed dancer, that meant I wasn't making any money. And it was a consistent pattern for me for many years. And so this period went by and all of a sudden one day I thought, 
oh my gosh, I haven't missed a single day of work in the six month period. And that was the beginning of my, uh, I guess, observation of how much had changed in a short period of time. And it continues to do so 15 years later. And that that is also an amazing thing for me. Um, I think the other stories that I just love are for the people that have, have learned this work, <laughs> maybe because somebody else encouraged them to do it. They weren't necessarily seeking on that journey, but somebody brought them with them to class. And, and uh, I can think of uh, some, you know, close friends and family members of mine who probably took this program at the beginning because I was studying and I was practicing and I had amazing results. And the ones who continue to tell me, you know, how much they notice when they don't do it, right? When they use access every day, they just feel great and they don't realize how much it's doing until they stop doing it. And I hear that again and again and again um, from people and especially those ones close to me who, as I said, probably didn't go into it out of a seeking journey on their own, but discovered how much it offers for them in their life. Um, gosh, I've had so many professional uh, athletes and performers that uh, are so grateful for the tools that it gives them as part of their preparation for their performance and reaching a certain level of performance that they had never reached, for, reached before without incorporating this. Um, probably as well, healthcare practitioners. I love that too, because healthcare practitioners have a high rate of burnout. You know, it's a difficult industry at time to keep your own balance when you're, you're working with the balance of others. And I think this is such a gift for uh, some of those. I can think of one um, colleague of mine who was pretty much ready to give up her practice. And this was a manual therapy practice because she had a lot of pain and discomfort in her body, which is often the case over time. And she came to take a body talk access for class for me, thinking she was going to use it for her clients. And, uh, you know, this is eight years later and her practice is thriving. So it was really a tool for her that I think helped her to find the balance she needed in her own life, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. And of course, did end up being a gift for many of her clients. But I always remember her saying to me, you know, I came into this thinking it was for others. And now I realize it was entirely for me. So I think that one's a, a pretty special story right there. So beautiful. It's been so enlightening to visit with you, Tracy, the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that you have grown into and the consistent evolution of what you bring into your teaching and into the lives of everyone. It was a blessing for me to be, be with you and blessing for our listeners, um, tapping into just learning a little bit more about themselves, a little bit more about how their body works and what stress is. Uh, listeners, definitely check out bodytalkyourbrain.com. Check out the perspective from um, leaders, practitioners, instructors, people who are delivering this amazing education and information throughout the world, talking about the different perspectives of how amazing this system is and all the different ways that it works. Tracy, if listeners want to get in touch with you, um, you're teaching uh, regularly, you're doing, here we are in this interesting times, we have all these available online courses, which really levels the playing field for people to be able to access this amazing information, no pun intended. Uh, where can listeners get more information about your courses and your practice? Uh, so my uh, website is quantumphysician.com. Uh, my email address is quantumphysician.com and my body talk courses are always listed on bodytalksystem.com awesome thanks so much tracy I look forward to continuing uh, the beautiful growth and evolution of this paradigm shifting and everyone out there listening happy tapping thank you so much Elsa. <laughs> Like what you've been listening to? Be sure to visit bodytalkyourbrain.com. Check us out on your favorite podcast streaming app. Like, share, review, share with a friend, and be wellness.